as always, thank you for watching. Uh, always sorry for the little bit of um, a mix up as we first start. Sometimes the screen is um, kind of uh, wobbly or um, I look a little close up. That's because I'm trying to get everything right technology wise so that you can hear me and all of those things. And uh, I just always want to start uh, by saying thank you for watching. I don't uh, take for granted the fact that you give up uh, 10 or 15 minutes each night to watch these. Uh, uh, I don't do them because I love for you to see my face. Uh, that's not my intent. Uh, I just really feel like in these days of uh, challenges and difficulties that uh, we need to encourage one another. And the greatest way that we can encourage each other is to pray for one another and to really grab a hold of the uh, hope that comes from God's Word. And so, hence the hope from the Word uh, ministries. Uh, I know that um, uh, some of you have saw some of the posts, but uh, these podcasts are now on... Um, um, on Apple, on your phones, on Spotify. So if you don't want to watch them or you don't want to waste your data, uh, you can listen to these. Uh, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you can listen to these nightly devotions. You can listen to Wednesday night Bible studies. You can listen to Sunday morning and Sunday night services. So um, if you get fed at your own church and, and need something to do during the week or something to kill uh, uh, time, you are more than invited to, to find those on the internet and to listen to them uh, on Apple, Spotify, whatever. And I want to thank Lucas Jones. He does all that for us, um, gets it uploaded and taken care of so that that can happen. Um, I, uh, I All I know is that I've seen enough kids and adults fall asleep during my sermons on Sunday that if you want to put someone to sleep, apparently my voice does a good job of it. And as one person said, if I want to scare rats away, Jake. I'll use a picture of your face. So if you've got rats or need to put someone to sleep, uh, apparently I am the answer to those two things. But uh, as always, like I said, thank you so much for watching and um, I just pray that the Lord blesses you. Uh, tonight we're just continuing our study on judges and uh, we've looked about how um, there's a, a great danger when we quit to eat early. Um, last night we looked at the consequences of quitting too early, excuse me, Tuesday night. Last night, we looked at what real repentance looks like. And tonight, I want to show you um, the dangers of drifting from God. I think if all of us are honest, we have all been either very close to God in our personal life, and there are other times that we do not feel as close to God. There are sometimes we're very faithful to read our Bible, and there are other times when we maybe not are reading it as we should. And so this idea of, of a real close relationship with God is something I think all Christians want. I think sometimes we don't know how to have it. Um, I think sometimes we just get too busy and, and we don't do that. But I want to show you tonight the dangers of drifting away from God. And I don't believe that you can lose your salvation once you are saved, but I do believe that you can you can lose the closeness of your relationship with God. And it's kind of like this old uh, idea that two people can live in the same house and be roommates, or you can live in the same house and be 
soulmates. You can be one, and there's a difference. And so tonight I want to show you this, starting in verse 10. The Bible says, When all that generation had gathered to their father, so that older generation dies off, the older generation that had followed Joshua, that had went into the promised land, that had, had failed God, but yet turned back to him, they've died. And another generation, it says, arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which we had done for Israel. The number one way that we start to drift from our close relationship with God is we forget what he's done for us. Now, I would say that most of us have never claimed to forget all of God's blessings to us. If you're saved, you remember what it was like to be lost, what it was like to be forgiven. You probably remember as the Lord has answered your prayers. But the number one way that we start this slow drift from this close relationship with God is we forget whether in our minds or in our hearts or just in our actions about who God is and how good he's been to us. It's that way in every situation. Uh, I hear people all the time that have some of the best jobs you could ever ask for, um, but yet the longer they do them, they just get burnt out and they begin to take for granted the fact that God's been very good to them. Uh, there are many people who would love to have a job with health care and, and, and all of these things, but yet those people that have those jobs, they get very disgruntled and they forget what the rest of the world has to deal with. I think about politicians uh, uh, in Washington with big salaries and great pensions and great retirement, and, and I'm glad for them. But I think they forget the person on Social Security making twelve or $13,000 a year, and, and they've just taken for granted this fact that they've been very fortunate. And when we forget, we're in danger of drifting. And so that's the number one thing tonight. I want to challenge you. Don't forget God. Don't forget his blessings in your life. Don't forget what it was like when God saved you. Don't forget what it was like when God answered your prayers. Don't forget what it was like when God worked and moved in your life. Because you, when you forget how special God is, when you forget how wonderful he's been to you, like they do, look what comes next. In verse 11, then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. You see, it starts with forgetting God, then it goes to disobeying God. You see, as a child, many times children will forget what their parents have told them, right? Don't do that. Well, they don't do it for a while, then all of a sudden they forget, right? Or maybe if you know that there is a, uh, a place where a police officer um, sits on a regular basis, you probably slow down when you come to that spot. I can think of driving through Ewing on my way to college and it was always slow down. And once in a great while, someone would get a ticket and they'd come to class and they'd say, I forgot all about him sitting there. You see, they forgot the authority in that situation and they disobeyed. And that's how it is in our relationship with God. We forget his goodness. We forget his love and care for us. And so we're drawn to the things of this world where satisfaction seems like it's possible, but it's not. And so it starts with forgetting. Then it starts with disobeying. But look what it goes on and says. 
And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers who had brought them out of the lands of Egypt. And they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. And they bowed down to them and they provoked the Lord to anger. They forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. So it started by forgetting God. Then it went to disobeying God. And then it went to full out worshiping something else. I kind of think of it like this. And this is just a pastor talking to you. I see it kind of like this. People will get right with God. They'll be committed to their church. They'll be faithful. They'll come. They'll worship. But then the things of this world sometimes slip up. Maybe it's a hobby on Sunday. Maybe it's the vacations in the summer. Now, I'm not talking about people who want to be here and can't. All right. Maybe someone get hurt at church. And so then they don't come as much as they should, as much as they know they should. So it goes from they're remembering God. Something happens. It causes them to start to drift from God. And then eventually I can tell you the pattern usually goes to they want nothing to do with God. Why? Because none of us wake up in the morning and say, as a Christian, I want to see how far I can fall away in my close relationship with God. Most of us get to a place we don't want to be and we don't even notice that we're going that way. It's just one day without reading my Bible. It's just one movie that I shouldn't watch. It's just one dirty joke that I listen to at work. It's just one lie that I tell. And that disobedience slowly takes us from that close fellowship with God. And before we know it, we are worshiping whatever it is that we are chasing. We're worshiping that job that we gave up our church family with to get. We're, 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 we're far from God by trying to earn that friendship with someone who doesn't believe and think the same we do. We do. So you see tonight, I really want to challenge you that in your walk with God, if you know him tonight as the Lord and Savior of your life, it starts when you forget God and forget his blessings. And when we forget God's blessings, then we slowly slip into disobedience. And then when we slip into disobedience, we will then find ourselves worshiping whatever idol we've set up. And so tonight, the challenge is don't let yourself drift in your relationship with God. Tonight, don't forget the God that saved you. You say, Jake, what do you mean by God that saved me? It's Jesus Christ that died on the cross for your sins and for mine. It was Jesus Christ that was buried in that cave for you and me or tomb, however you want to describe it. It was Jesus Christ who rose up out of that grave and conquered sin and death. It was Jesus Christ who sent the Holy Spirit to convict me of my sin so that when I repent and believe, I can be born again. Don't forget the God who's been good to you. Today, if you have food on your table, clothes on your back, if, 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 if God has blessed you in this world, you need to remember him because when we forget him, we slowly start to drift from him. And before we know it, we're like the children of Israel. We are worshiping the things of this world. And so tonight, my warning is to you. My challenge is to you.
don't forget him. If you have drifted from him and you are starting to live in disobedience, come back to him. And third and finally, if you find yourself full off running for God, embracing the things of this world, God still says you can come on home. The story of the prodigal son, he was eating the leftover food with the animals and he said, I could go back to my father's house and the father was waiting on him. God is waiting on you to return no matter where you've been or what you've done. No matter how many times you fail God or feel like you're not worth anything, Jesus Christ died for you. I believe the Bible teaches and I believe with my whole heart that when Jesus Christ died on the cross and was buried and rose again, he made a way for every person who would ever be born to be saved. And that includes you. But it's going to take you repenting of your sins and calling upon the name of the Lord. And the Bible says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So tonight, I just want you to know I love you. I'm praying for you. And I pray that God would bless you in a mighty way and to Lord willing. And if the rapture don't happen, I'll see you tomorrow night.